Greetings. I'm glad that you guys were receiving the story well. And so, I just had to bring you the next episode. It's finally starting to seem like whatever's in the house is something a little bit more dark than just some sort of uninvited guest, some shadow. And so, venture with me into the darkness as I bring you part three. the single source of light extinguished. The shadows took the house. I stayed there, on my knees, petrified. A strong wind blew against the side of the house, sending whispers through leaves, making the open front door sway listlessly. Goosebumps jolted across my skin like an electric charge, and my jaw clenched shut. A savage wailing sound came streaking up and out of the basement door, crawling its way down the length of the kitchen and embedding itself in my brain. This was a voice I knew. A friendly, loving voice at the end of the phone on my darkest nights. It was a voice of pain. It was Pat's voice. I never had a noise like this come from a person. There were no words at first, just shapeless howls of agony. Every now and then, the wailing grew more intense or heightened in pitch. During these moments, a sound like thick tightening ropes would crackle up from the darkest bowels of the basement. The shrieking reverberating in my skull. I wanted to scream along with it. I wanted to shred my lungs with screaming and run until my heart burst from my chest like a merciful bomb. trembling across the incoherent exhalations of fear and pain. Help me. The breath in my throat stuck there, and Pat's face swam to the front of my mind. Every one-sided phone call, late-night marathons of mindless shit, a bona fide cry for help that was answered without a moment's hesitation piled up from inside me threatening to explode. My feet found the ground, and I was marching into the darkness of the kitchen like a soldier who had been called into battle. I had reached the sink, one palm skimming across the counter to guide me as I walked, when a strong hand gripped my shoulder and began to drag me backwards. I did scream then, a hoarse and breathless screech. I stumbled and slid across the kitchen tile on my ass. The hand did not relinquish its grip, 
and whoever had me continued to drag me away from Pat's howling voice without breaking a stride. We passed the couch and the coffee table, turned into the hall, and I was half tossed onto the stoop of the front of the house. The door sounded like a coffin when it was closed behind us. With a frantic drive, I pushed myself to my feet and turned to face my subduer. Murray pressed his back to the door, sweaty and breathless. His eyes burned in the last dying rays of the sunlight on the horizon. What were you doing in there? He bellowed. I told you. I told you not to go back in. My mouth dropped open as it was filled with every baffled question and cry of outrage that my brain could produce in that moment. At first, all that would come out were useless strings of half-thoughts and accusations. Finally, I settled on the most condensed form of question my brain could concoct. What the fuck is going on? My throat ached and my mouth felt like it was a line of dryerment. Murray seemed to calm somewhat, eyeing me closely and putting his hands up defensively as if to protect his right to be upset. Well, it's that hard to explain. There's a lot you don't understand. His eyes blazed with aggravation again and he spat through gritted teeth. I told you not to fucking go down there, not to mess with it at all. I didn't break your goddamn rules. I barely gone near the damn thing. I took a step closer to the winded old man. You'd better fucking try to help me understand right now. Murray moved away from the door and returned my gaze steadily. The wind kicked up and rustled through the trees once again. The boards of the house groaned. He looked away onto the lawn and took a deep breath before he began to answer. I've never seen it happen so fast. Seen it decide likes someone so quick he grumbled out each and every word like they were bitter on his tongue i tried to keep an eye out for reactions like this but i've been at this a good long while i'm only human and i've got my limits I'm afraid. Murray shuffled his feet and removed his baseball cap solemnly, mindlessly. I fought the urge to charge back into the house. The wailing from the basement wasn't audible from our place on the porch. My words came quick and sharp. What are you afraid of? What the fuck are you talking about? face making, the icy stare reappearing on his ancient looking face.
afraid that it's learning from me, from you, from every soul it comes across. I think it's got too talented and too efficient at it. Well, at pulling people apart, uh, unraveling them. It's a hungry thing, whatever it is. It takes what it wants when it feels like it's strong enough or if it thinks something is weak enough. What all have you seen in the house? I debated whether or not to be honest with him. He hadn't done so much for me, but he had information and I needed it. Knocking on the kitchen door, I've seen the light turn on down there and I've seen a shadow, feet beneath the door. I closed my eyes and I could see it, the door waiting for me. Murray looked down and shivered. I thought then it was pity. He turned away from me again and spoke softly with a gravelly voice. It likes to play with people, he sighed. I don't know what it is, not exactly. I don't know who would know that, but I know it's predatory. Most people that lease comes and goes, and they're none the wiser. I don't know if it sleeps or it picks who it wants, but it's impossible for me to tell. I just set my rules and hope the people get to the end of their time here thinking that I'm an eccentric old asshole with a senile streak. But every now and then, it sets its sights on someone. I don't know what it is, but it smells like blood and water. I got small complaints at first. Strange noises, light malfunctions, things going missing. I checked for pests, leaks, ventilation problems, you name it, nothing. It wasn't until the first tenant disappeared that I locked the basement up to prevent anyone but myself from going down there. My eyes went wide and my voice came in a whisper on the evening air. Disappeared? I hissed, hardly letting my mouth move from the words. Murray flashed his eyes back at me over his shoulder. I came looking for the rent the first time it happened. Gave my warning knocks and let myself in. 
place was dark. Darker than I was ready for. And it stank like chemical fire. Real vagrant. But the basement door was open. I went down the steps. And it felt like years before I finally reached the bottom. There was nothing but the light in the middle and shadows playing off the walls. And the shadows, they, they had him. I don't know how to describe it exactly, but they'd taken this young guy off into the dark. It stretched out everywhere. And I was so scared I'd get lost in it. The wind kicked up again. Murray lowered his head, and his voice came in husky, sharp rasps. I ran. There wasn't anything I could do. There was nothing left the next day. I just... Just a basement down there. Dust and cobwebs. The guy's stuff was still there, though. So, I did the only thing I could think to do. There was no way I'd go to prison for this. I mentioned the basement. You were immediately suspicious of me. It was just easier to store the things that were left behind rather than explain. He looked up at me, monitoring me for my reaction. Outrage burned in my cheeks and my jaw hung open. So what? You weren't offering people to this thing? You've got to get your rent, I guess, huh? What the hell is wrong with you? Murray turned to face me. His eyes flashed like dying coals. His gruff voice wavered as he spoke. I tried to keep the house empty. You don't think that it was the first thing I'd do? No way did I want to send another soul in there like home delivery for those fucking things. I took the place off the market, deleted all the listings, and boarded up that fucking house. The windows, the doors, the fucking chimney. I would have burned it down if it didn't look like an insurance scam. Fuck it. Let it rot, right? He took a step closer to me breathing his words into my face. But it's hungry, you see. It's predatory. About a month after I closed her off, I was in Chicago, visiting my sister and her kid. They put me up in a hotel in the city, full suite and everything. I hadn't thought about this fucking house for months. But when I went to turn in for the night, 
it was there. The light breathed beneath the door. The line of stale yellow light peeking into the darkened world of the house appeared in my mind. And I looked down. Murray nodded grimly. It was there, beneath the hotel room door. It was the light from the basement. It went on and off for an hour before finally the knocking started. I thought I'd finally blown a circuit in my brain, but it made me just crazy enough to open the damn door. I looked at him again. The icy clear focus I saw there made me shake. He spoke again. The basement was there. It had followed me to Chicago. The light went out. And there, something started to come up the steps towards me. I slammed the door and didn't sleep that night. The message was clear then. As long as there was someone between me and it, I'd be okay. But I had to rent the house out. You have to believe me. I had to. I wanted to hate him, to call him a coward. But thinking of the silhouette standing and waiting on the other side of the door taunted me. Playful sounds of the light bulbs chain being tugged made me wonder what I wouldn't do to be free from this nightmare. Then, Pat's agonized voice came into my mind again, and my hands flew to my face at the thought of what was being done to him. Those sounds, those stretching, tightening sounds. A scream came lunging out of the recesses of the house. Both Murray and I spun to face the door. I launched myself towards the entrance, but Murray sprang forward and grabbed me. He spoke through gritted teeth as I struggled to get free from his grasp. What was that noise? He's in there. Murray swung me around and pressed me against the wall of the house. Jesus Christ, you brought someone else? A great shriek came from beneath the door within the house, making Murray's jaw drop and loosening his grip on me. I pulled away from him and scrambled to the front door, but his hands found me again. My words came in increasingly frantic breaths and sobs. Pat! Pat's in there! He's my friend, man. He's my friend, and he just wanted to help me. And it's hurting him. Whatever it is, it's hurting my friend, man. It took him. It, it took him. And it wants me. I have to go back in there. I have to get him back. Get the fuck off me. The tears had begun to track down my cheek. The older man held fast to my collar. 
and pity flared up in his eyes. I'm sorry, but I don't think there's any getting him back.
is starting to shape up to be truly unsettling and frightening even. What would you do if there was an uninvited guest in your home that was stalking you? What would you do to be rid of the threat of you becoming its next meal? Do you agree with Murray? If so, let me know. Drop me a review. Let me know what you like, what you dislike. And thank you for making it this far. If you're not subscribed, please. Please feel to please feel free to subscribe and share. If you enjoy the stories that much, share them with the rest of the world, your friends, your family. That one guy you really dislike. Who knows? Maybe the stories will shock him just enough 
to get him off your back. Anyhow, guys, thank you. And remember, don't venture into the darkness alone. Ha, 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 ha,